I want to bring up Deadpool. Well, no, I was I was going to bring up Pusha T. I don't know what happened with Pusha okay. T. Okay, well, okay. So just for point of reference, Pusha oh, T. We're not recording yet. No, no, oh we're yeah, no, we're recording. No, we're recording. recording. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, he has plenty of content. Yeah. He's just oh, wanting okay. to talk about Pusha oh, T. Pusha okay. T. Pusha T. Wrote the uh, jingle for McDonald's back in 2003, right? Da 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 da. I'm loving oh, he it. Wrote that? He that was him it. and he Justin it. Justin Timberlake. Took two guys to write that. I'm look at at their so level. One to write it, one to sing it. They're still using it. So McDonald's still uses it, you know. It probably uh, cost him enough. I, but yeah. he didn't get paid like he was supposed to. But I, I Pusha T is now doing uh doing this for uh they call me Arby's and he throws a lot of shade on McDonald's. This is oh, yeah. That make yeah. yeah. This is a jingle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out the smokehouse, Texas, my old route. Really? This is Pusha T for Arby's. He talks about McDonald's. He put a whole single down? I mean, I don't want to call it a single. Get your Wagyu burger. Commercial. That works. I haven't seen it. You seen it? No, it's just a commercial. See? That's crazy. So my question is, is did something go south with him and McDonald's? Nah, he's just been getting paid. And I'll tell you this, I'm all about rappers making food. The pizza that, uh, damn it, what's his name makes? Lil Yachty makes a pizza, and I heard it is awesome. The chips are great. You brought in the chips. Who, who yep. was that? Uh, the Migos. Migos chip. <laughs> uh, the um, KFC has the uh, Jack Harlow meal. Jack Harlow meal, which is just macaroni and cheese on a chicken sandwich, which is pretty. So, good. so we don't know if. if <laughs> 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 so we don't. So we don't know if there's any any reason why Pusha T would be upset with McDonald's. He, he just not diss him. Okay, money that, make me get mad at anybody. All right, fair enough. All right, well that's not going to make it into it's the club open. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to go ahead and get us started. Digress. <laughs> this episode of the All About Nothing podcast is brought to you by GOT Sound Studio. GOT Sound Studio offers a variety of experiences. Music, voice, and instrumental recording and production, video, and still photography. GOT Sound Studio has all of your media needs met. Owned and operated by Dominique Stewart, the Neek the Geek, experienced artists as well as up-and-coming will find everything they need to create. Bring your media needs to one of the most talented producers and engineers in the business, Neek the Geek. You can find details by visiting gotsoundstudio.com or calling 803-243-2302. You can also find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina, this is the All About Nothing Podcast. The views expressed on this program are the opinions of the host. Some content and subject matter may not be appropriate. Listener discretion is advised. Listeners are encouraged to follow the show at theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media and more. Listeners can call the show at 803-672-0533. Thank you for listening. All right, welcome back to another episode of the All About Nothing podcast. I am Bear Gruber, and this is the podcast that your friends warned you about. <laughs> Yeah, that and Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, very true. But for two different reasons. Uh, I am joined by my partners in pod, Zach King and uh, the absent Trent Clark. 
He actually just went up and smoked. Literally, I started playing the intro music and he walked away. It looked like in-game. So if you're watching us on YouTube, that seat is unoccupied because Trent literally just walked away. Now he's back. Hey, Trent. Hey. <laughs> I was the blip. <laughs> Did uh, you got uh, Thanos? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. He was like, real quick. Do you want to do your introduction for me before we uh, before we get started? Oh, it's Barry Green. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is he didn't give me an introduction. Nice. He gave an absent you introduction. Did you yeah. introduce me? Yeah, I yes, said I said well, partners in pod. Oh, Zach King and Trent usually Pollard. has something classy to say. Oh, gotcha. That was yeah, he was a little wet today. He was a little I'd, wet today. I'd, yeah, I'd like to point out that was extremely. He was classy. missing me. I was expecting like. Uh, uh, it's something really good. I don't know. I can't even think. He got a funny haircut. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Did you pay for the spikes? Like Jill? My wife? No, I didn't pay. Ooh. <laughs> His wife is a is an excellent. Uh, Does she do you? She kept. She can, no. Yeah. Like hair? Yeah. Are you asking him or asking me? The glasses are yeah. hard to tell. She, she. I was asking you. I was no, like, do you she, get your hair cut? No, she cut my hair and she's like, I did free hair today. I was like, I pay the mortgage. I think that's something. <laughs> I, I, no, I can't. I, I, get can, his man a badge. I cannot voluntarily pay more than $14 for a haircut. I just, I can't. It's going to grow back. Well, the easiest thing, my husband's just gone to the buzz. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and during COVID, 100%. literally, that's all I did. It, it was because I would just do it in the. <laughs> Right. I would do it in the in the garage. Oh, nice! I was told that you don't want birds to use your hair as a nest to no. create a nest. Mm-mm. Is there not? You got yeah, birds well, I mean, behind your head. For, it's usually for um, women's hair because it's longer. I see. And they can basically wrap it around themselves and hurt themselves. Well, but, but they like dog hair. Dog hair is very good for birds. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I, it, it's, they love it. It's it's coarse. Mm. I've definitely seen birds like we used to just be outside when I was a kid and shave our heads. My mom would, and birds would definitely make nests out of our hair. <laughs> oh, well, for it's sure. Short enough. I mean, yeah. as long as it's short enough. So. so before we get too much further in this episode, I want to welcome to the show Sarah Work. She is the Alliance Party nominee for oh, South Carolina Treasurer. Welcome, you. Sarah. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are, we are very excited to have you here because uh, you are a statewide candidate. That's right. And that's awesome. Between you and Lisa Ellis, you, you are you are two of the, the statewide candidates that we've had on the show. Yes. Lisa is also running as an Alliance Party candidate, yeah. as a fusion candidate, uh, also a Democratic candidate. But I, I'm going to tout the Alliance Party because that's that's my that's my gig. So I had to look up. What it, them. Yeah, I had to look up what it meant to be an Alliance candidate. Uh-huh. And it says that you are required to reach across well to to to, to compromise yeah where it's i mean it's really common sense we're like we're 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 supposed to be engaging in conversations for common sense legislation uh and you know have an open ethical transparent campaign yeah and make sure that you know we're just we're being good citizens really. yeah like citizen leaders is what the alliance party is about and that's really what we ask of all of our candidates hopefully well, but yeah but you don't need to to be the treasurer you wouldn't think necessarily you have to have a leaning you want to see both sides period right and yeah. and i think honest like and um to lisa's point from her podcast i'm going to just carry that through this one is that i really think the treasurer's office should be nonpartisan. yeah you should you should be elected based on your qualifications Great. not on your political leanings right so. which and, and we're going to get into a second lisa uh, uh sarah has a wealth of experience uh currently you are a cpa yes uh the you work um I'm a partner in a, in a firm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I have I have a friend who uh, she she just got her CPA. 
So oh. she she just became a CPA. Wow. Can we and congratulations? Define CPA just because certified sort of, public accountant. Okay, that's what I thought it was. But yes. I didn't want to. Like it's not just taxes. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like okay. like so. I, I, can you describe what what you do on a daily basis? Not campaigning. So yeah. So um, first and foremost, I'm a manager. I manage an office. So okay. Ten, we, there's ten of us. Um, and. We we do everything from bookkeeping to financial um, financial reporting. We do not do audits or reviews or compilations. Those are a high those are a higher attest means that you have to basically have a peer review of your firm if you're going to issue those statements. Okay. And uh, but we do provide them for management and uh, do tax planning and uh, basically forecasting for people so that they can kind of get together a budget. You know, we have inflation is a big deal right now. So a lot of clients are like, how do I raise prices? That kind of consideration as to how best to move forward kind of as individual business consultants. And we have a host of different businesses, like from like space engineering to, you know, skydiving to construction to, you know, retail sales. So yeah, so it's just a really broad spectrum of clientele um, and all across the country. Uh, So like our box office is actually in Colorado. Oh, okay. And uh, we have uh, employees in Michigan, Illinois, Washington State, uh, and clients from coast to coast. Yeah. This is not your first time running for treasurer. No, it's not. Uh, I ran four years ago against the incumbent again, and there was also a Democrat in the race. uh, So it was a three-way race. And so that kind of like, you know. Makes it difficult. Yeah, it makes it difficult for a third party, which is, you know, not outside of, or which is outside of the duopoly, as they say. So uh, that's just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make my candidacy more about politics and more about, you know, qualifications. Yeah. So part of the qualifications uh, mentioned your certified public accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have 18 plus years in accounting with accounting experience. In public accounting. Yes. That's um, I, I, I feel like as a treasurer, that's probably something that's pretty important when it comes yeah. to. I think it's I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's I think that public accounting. I mean, I'm I'm working with the public. We are we are in essence the bridge between the public and the government. Yeah. I mean, everyone deals with taxes. Yeah. And as a public accountant, I'm helping to manage notices and helping people understand new tax law, which is coming out with every new, you know, administration. Right. So it's it's really, you know, kind of overwhelming as even as a tax preparer to know, you know, to kind of keep up with all the tax legislation and then making sure we're applying it to the different, like I said, from like space manufacturing to, you know, retail sales. It's, it's just, you really have to be on your toes and know the needs of your clients. And I think that as state treasurer, I could use those talents to basically be the bridge between constituents and again, the government. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the things that I, I recognized on your website or that I saw right offhand was the fact that uh, your opponent doesn't actually have any experience in accounting or that that wow. he is acknowledged I mean, other, than, other than his experience as state treasurer. As so. a well, yeah, yeah. and I, so in in looking it up, mostly just as a politician, right? Is exactly, pretty, pretty much what I got out of it. Right. Uh, he did on his uh, on his ballotopedia, he does acknowledge that. He does have a bachelor's from the University of South Carolina, but it doesn't say what he's got it in. 
Right. Basket weaving. That's what I assume. That's a Clemson thing, bro. No, no, it's not. <laughs> the, Clowney so, took those classes. Oh. It's, it's interesting. Someone, so I'm not, I'm not, like, I don't know if he's gotten this degree in the last four years, but when I ran against him initially, he had not had his bachelor's degree. It was just an associate's degree. Mm-hmm. And it was in the state paper that he, he had said that he had an associate's degree. Uh, so I had posted that to my website. Well, the, all of a sudden, that website that that state that post paper, is gone. That that state paper article is gone. Yeah, and someone had um, called me on the phone because <laughs> my my phone number is available, and and uh, they said, you know, it says here that you know he has he has a bachelor's degree, and you say he doesn't, and I said, well, you call him and ask him. So yeah. um, the Wikipedia page four years ago changed, and it had said that he had graduated, yeah. not that he had a degree. So I'm not sure if the bachelor's degree is an update um, for mm. current for current yeah. degrees or not. But I, um, if anyone has a question about whether or not that's accurate, I encourage you to call your incumbent state treasurer. He's he's, he's call your school and figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna call South Carolina. Call 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 Clown to see if he knows. I'd, the guy. I'd like to point out that it's someday that I get popular enough where someone will give me an honorary degree mm. like, or an honorary doctorate. Just for being you, right? Yeah. yeah or, cool. or for doing a speech at a school, mm. you know. Yeah, but I, there's like <laughs> where you want to give a speech to? I'm like, I'm a doctor now? The graduating class. Georgia Tech? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking like Midlands Tech. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Why not? You can go anywhere from there. Because I didn't go to Georgia <laughs> Tech. I just, I was. Your dad used to. <laughs> My dad taught there, yes. Facts. Well, I'll, I take, I'll take Tuck's place. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, not, not, I'm not, and I'm not trying to belittle an sure. associate's yeah. degree. And, no, 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 of and, course. Um, and it's one of the things that, you know, education is one of my initiatives. You know, financial literacy is one of my initiatives if I become state treasurer. I really want to expand uh, the capabilities of the state to encourage people to save because, you know, your children do not want to wipe your butt when you're old. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's an importance to have, you know, a good nest egg and be able to support yourself when, you know, you don't want to have to work anymore. So uh, I think financial literacy from, you know, kindergarten through the senior years, because even once you retire, you know, it is important to budget. Uh, my in-laws are recently retired and they decided if we're just not we want to have a little bit more flexibility so they went they've both gone back to work part-time oh yeah so um, but understanding that and realizing that that's that's where they want to be uh that was that was an important step for them so yeah i Smart. i i i am uh one credit away from my bachelor's degree at western governor's university and I cling to that associate's degree. So like, I, sure. I went to school for five years and have no degree. <laughs> <laughs> you sir. Hmm? <laughs> I, I thought there was more to that. No. Um, you just say I suck. Is that what you said? Uh, that's, I mean, you got to finish it. Well, so, you know, you find your ways. <laughs> um, one of the things that you ran when you ran as state for, for state Senate um, was, uh, and I guess it still continued on is um, you're, you, you are, uh, an avid believer that the term limits are important. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. And that's one of the things of the Alliance party is that you can only run for three terms as an Alliance party candidate. Oh, okay. As in, 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 in that office. Okay. So if I wanted to, if I was, if I was elected to state treasurer, I when, could, when you're elected, when I'm elected, yeah. Ooh, uh, when I'm elected, there. yes. <laughs> uh, when, when I'm elected, I can only run for state treasurer for three terms and then I'm done. Uh, but I could run for governor or president or gotcha. state senate or you know uh, state house whatever. It's it's just but that specific office 
I would be limited in the times um, I could be elected under the Alliance Party banner. With uh, in and and in the in in respect to term limits, what what sort of term limits? Because I have an opinion on term limits as well, which is I I, I am absolutely in favor of of uh, local and federal uh, term limits. Um, but like for governor, we obviously have a term limit. Right, we, you can be elected right. twice. Right. right. Um, which is how Henry McMaster's will have been elected for three, terms. potentially elected twice, but he'll have had two and a half terms. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, uh, same Lieutenant governor state, but state senators, state house representatives, as well as, as federal elections um, for uh, the house of representatives and um, Congress Senate. Uh, there is no term limits. I know Crazy. Joe Cunningham is running on the idea of age limits. Uh, and I think he's mentioned term limits. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's both. Yeah. Um, but uh, what do you think the age limit should be there? Like I, 65. Here's so here's 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 the issue I have with the idea of age limits. And it's not that I it's not that I don't think that there should be things that have age limits like driver's licenses. You should have to retest. Honestly, I think people should have to retest, you know, every 10 years. If you're if your license is you're available, 10, uh, it's it, it's as it can be as long as 10 years before you renew it. I don't see any issue with somehow scheduling a test so that you can verify that you are still able to drive and you know the laws. Um, but I haven't, I, I Would think. Would you make them parallel part? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the a, failing part. That's going to be the failing part. A for lot me. of the cars, they park themselves now anyway. You're right. Um, <laughs> you're right. That's true. But dang, the rich win again. I, <laughs> I have, I do have an issue with the, with the age limit, like on Joe Biden. Okay. I get Joe Biden is older than any president has ever been, but I also recognize that we had that, Bernie ready too. Yeah, I know, but I, I also recognize that that at, at at his age, he is probably the wisest of what was available. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if you mark it off at sixty five, then uh, even seventy, we wouldn't have to deal with the other one either. Correct. Yeah, but what but what experience are you giving away? Like what you know as 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 a statesman the new question should be what is the youngest i think the young the age needs it's, to go down i think it needs to go to for like 35 35 it is 35 i think it is i think yeah. oh well, let's go to 30 then <laughs> <laughs> let's shake it up well, I don't know, so, so one of the reasons the alliance party has term limits mm. is because they have there have been studies where uh Politicians tend to start either bending the rules mm-hmm. for ethics, yeah, uh, or uh, self, um, I guess, perpetuating, yeah, self yeah. benefit, like uh, you know, be- personal benefits uh, in their in their legislation after about thirteen years, yeah. So, if, so if you figure, you know, well, three years uh, or three terms as a four year candidate, that's twelve years. And we're we're coming right at the end of that of that ethics kind of curve, like yeah. where the ethic, the ethical standards of the individual would start to sway right. out. So that's I mean it's not it's not an arbitrary number. It's it's there is there is rooted research in yeah. in where their justification is coming from in like a three basically twelve years or three terms. Well, that does make sense. Too. Yeah. yeah. So. Have, have there been any uh, in in South Carolina? Have we seen any Alliance Party uh, members uh, be elected to office yet? No. no. So mm-hmm. so you and Lisa Ellis are going to be our first. I I, I and maybe Ryan Thomas. Yeah, Thompson. and Ryan Thompson. Mm-hmm. And yep. we've got another uh, Jackie Todd out in Anderson. Right. So she's uh, she's also running for I think for general assembly. So yeah, Ryan Ryan was one of the first interviews that we had, and uh, he's outstanding. Oh, we have one more. We have uh, Joe Odo. Um, he's out of Goose Creek. 
Oh, okay. Uh, he's running for Congress. Nice. Awesome. That's that's terrific. Um, so for in in respect to term limits, uh, obviously president has two terms. That's the most you can be elected. Uh, but I mentioned that the federal Congress, uh, you, you, either the, the House of Representatives or the Senate, right. you can uh, you can run for as long as you live. If right. um, and just crazy. Have, have you seen Have you ju- seen John Stewart's um, like little vids? He's like, it's like walking into a nursing home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when he was up there, yeah. when he oh, was okay. up there for the uh, for the uh, soldiers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I am of the mindset that I think that that three terms for a congressman is plenty. Yeah. I think, and and honestly, if it was up to me, I would probably set the presidency as one term, but six years, so that you never have a president who's who's always worrying about their reelection. So I have a, I have a, I'm kind of curious. What do you guys think? Okay, so I've I was an intern in Parliament uh, in college in, in the United Kingdom in Great Britain, oh, cool. in London. And they do a cycle where basically they just call an election. Like, yeah, we're calling an election. So there's not like this, almost this like continual, you know, campaigning that happens in the United States. It's like they, they campaign. It's like at like six weeks, basically the campaign. Right. And then it's done. Wow. Um, so, and you know, who wins wins and they, you know, they do their coalition building and all that. And then they elect a prime minister, but I'm just kind of curious as to you, they have to have an election like once every, at least once every six years, Okay, but you can, they can call it as, as often in that, you know, from, from the last time as often as they need to, and if their coalition is failing. So it's, I think that's great. It's an interesting. It's an interesting concept. Um, I don't. I think that that's not how our constitution is written. No. But, yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things that it, because that's one of the things that drives me crazy is that it just feels like a, a perpetual campaign, especially in the age of information. Oh, yeah. you, in order to be relevant in the news, you have to be right there and making news. Oh yeah. Every day. Yeah. So which is just. Uh, daunting overwhelming well, and you can see too they still have their fair share of issues like their energy bills that they're trying to get past over oh yeah and stuff yeah. but the fact that like they got rid of boris johnson and then held a quick election for this new woman right. who took over i was like okay i am i am still floored by how George, boris johnson handled that where he basically said okay you know he had like everyone when, when he initially resigned uh he came out and everyone's like oh he's gonna resign as prime minister somebody's gonna step forward and be prime minister until they have an election whatever he came out and he goes i am no longer the head i resigned from being the head of the party and and then he was still prime minister for like what six weeks Mm -hmm. yeah because because they had to his party had to had to to elect uh the prime minister like or the his coalition and that's because they were still in power right exactly because they're because they were still in power they still got to select who who was gonna i mean but think about how long it took for the queen to get buried i swear it was like (laughs) two weeks it was it was 10 days it was 10 days of mourning that is true like we we elected another person before we buried him. that's what i'm saying like god not only they drove her around the whole country yes yeah, it's not a very big country, so I mean, okay. <laughs> it's not. Listen, so, so how much? Fun, time did- hold on, fun fact about the queen: she owns thirteen percent of the world population. I like. 13%. Does she now? Still? Yes. Yes. Well, Does she still? Well, I guess it goes to him, to the king. I did see. I did see thirteen percent. The number. Of the, world. the number of of countries that that no longer held or no no longer saw the queen as the sovereign over their nations, like like they released. I say released. I don't know how it happened. I guess they voted, but there were a number of countries that that were removed themselves from the Commonwealth. I guess, yeah, the Commonwealth, like Canada. They I did think it. there's. She's still. I yeah. mean, he's still sovereign over Canada. I think that there's 
they're i think the uh, jamaica was one that yeah. was that they're like a lot well, of african countries yeah yeah 13 yeah. percent's a lot but imagine when they owned all of yeah them. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah there was there crazy. was there was a point in time but yeah no i i feel like i feel like uh house of representatives i think a, a term limit on them would be three three terms like the max uh senators you're in there for six years i i i i just think that new blood needs to be cycling in uh more often so a senator maybe two years two I think, terms i think Let's that because we all have representatives that's how our country works but i think a vote on things like abortion bans would have been really nice for that oh referendum that, yeah. yeah absolutely i i well i mean that's what they did in kansas yeah sort of uh, but uh, you know, basically, that was a referendum. Is what's what has allowed Kansas to to not have a a total ban on abortion. Because the way maybe think of it is term limits on justices. I know they're not elected; they're all yeah, they're appointed. But term limits are good term because you don't need laws. something for a yes. lifetime. That's yes. just awful. We definitely need some term limit on some laws, though. Oh, do or, tell. Well, you can revision, revisit <laughs> which, laws. Which laws do you want? Couple marijuana bills. And, oh, uh, okay, that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fair enough got to go back and look at those again so uh and, and and we'll talk about it more after the break but i i'm as as treasurer um when you're campaigning what is it that what you know what are, what are some of the questions that people ask you that you're you, you answer as far as like your well, campaigning just, a lot of people are like oh uh what 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 does the state treasurer do? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Well, let's 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 back up. So, uh, the state treasurer is basically the state's banker. We, uh, as the state treasurer, I would safeguard the state's assets, which are collected by the Department of Revenue, either from payroll or you know income tax re- return preparation, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and then we invest it as re- as allowed by law okay. into you know different markets. This is usually helped. You know, uh, uh, they do have a lot of financial planners and stuff in in the treasurer's office that help kind of manage different funds and stuff. And actually, the state the state treasurer also uh, can hold, finan- you know, financials for the uh, municipalities. So, like for example, different counties can pool their money; they get a better rate of return. Oh, okay. If they're you know, and less fees if the the money is pooled. So sure. the, that is another responsibility of the state treasurer. If you know, m- municipalities are pooling their funds at the state level instead of at the individual level or at the state individual municipality level. So, and then when uh, the, the the treasurer is also responsible for managing like the education savings accounts, and also taking care of the uh, S cheat, which is the um, unclaimed properties fund. So if you make it if you make a deposit at like an apartment in college on your electric bill, and then you move because you don't like your roommate or whatever. And they they can't figure out where to send that deposit when when the room you know all the bills are cleared out and closed, but they still have that deposit on account. They are required by law to submit it to SCHEAT, which is the Unclaimed Properties Fund for the state. And that's when you go on the website and see if you that's left money somewhere. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So um, it's it's kind of interesting because sometimes also if you had a nominal like four hundred one k plan at a like a job that was just like a summer gig. And uh, they basically, if you don't continue working for that employer again, and if you move and they can't find you, that check uh, that doesn't get cashed goes back into that unclaimed property. Gotcha. Yeah, that's not bad. I had uh, years ago, I worked at Walmart and I was like, when I quit, I was like, I want my last check. And they were like, we don't have one for you. I was like, really? Years later, I went on that website. There was $80 $80 waiting for me from Walmart. (laughs) Felt good, didn't you? 
And I was like, well, this is a hassle, but let's go ahead and get in there and get my money back. <laughs> when it comes to, uh, like, um, investing the because you're talking about like pension programs things uh not pension programs but the education right the the coverdale uh, education savings accounts yeah. so that is what is what does that money exactly go for as far as like education so it is um it is actually funds that individuals like you as a, as a parent or even your your parents can put in for your children into this education savings account and those funds grow uh, un, untaxed until your child goes to school uh, and then you can take them out as distributions and tax-free as long as they're mm. going for education and then those um, that's that's basically what the state treasurer does is they kind of manage again with financial planners and and brokers and stuff the assets with that are available for people to buy inside that education savings account and I think it's important important to note to to, to note that that particular education program has been politicized yes because uh the state treasurer uses the advertising for the education savings account uh to promote himself as the state treasurer oh my god no so (laughs) is that what you wanted yes so the um you do you do not see the secretary of state in commercials telling you to vote. Yeah. You do not see the commissioner of agriculture in commercials telling you to drink milk. <laughs> so you should not see the, the treasurer of the state. Telling on, you to treasure, treasure. Yeah, the state treasurer telling you to invest in education savings accounts. Yeah, so. I, I, feel, I feel like it's inappropriate for, you know, because when we first spoke, I didn't know about this program. I, I didn't know it was even available, but I think it's very important that yeah, people know that there is, to sign up for that. Yeah, there's a program in South Carolina where you can, as a parent, put money into it mm-hmm. that will, will build and that, that will be available yeah. for your children to go to school like a in the state. It's like a dependent care FSA or yeah, it's, it's, sim- it's similar, but it's if as, but the money has to be taken out for educational costs, right, 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 and and I think that's outstanding. But then I went and checked YouTube, and sure enough, he's promoting it as though this was his idea, he's and, like, yeah, and apparently it's been around. It's been around for decades. Yes, it's been actually <laughs> like, when he initially campaigned, he campaigned on the fact that it was unethical for the prior treasurer to be doing this. And <laughs> really? Yes. And as soon as as soon as he's gonna, oh, we have a budget for you know for marketing for these things. Oh, let's mm, okay, yeah, no, maybe it's not so bad after all. But this, oh. even even if I don't become treasurer, I am going to introduce legislation that inhibits anyone in state office from using their name or likeness to promote products and programs that are um, you know basically controlled by the state i think i i I absolutely support that that's i mean it it feels it feels really dirty that that sounds right yeah that loftus goes up there and promotes it or uses uses that particular program to promote his campaigns yeah that's a little if you go to if you go to the um our state treasurer's website and any other state treasurer in in these 50 united states the 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 amount of like (laughs) Of his name and image being plastered across. Oh, it's it, it is no it is overwhelming. It's it's <laughs> it's more about him and less about the state treasurer's office. Wow. Yeah. So it's really uh, unfortunate, and I believe it's unethical because he's using state state programming to further his political 
uh, his political agenda yeah. and, and remain in office. And what's his name again? We don't want to know it. Yeah, we don't yeah. want to know. But yeah, look, do you, do you think as a politician, last names like matter? I, like as your like last name, like to like things? to like rhyme with stuff. I'm I'm looking at the works for treasure. Like, like it's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Works is your last name. Oh, like, like you, you get what I'm saying? On a billboard. Correct, correct. Yeah. Do you think that like that helps somewhat? Ish. My mother thinks it's my mother thinks it's confusing because she's like, <laughs> you're asking people to work for treasure, and I was like, no, no, no. That's that's I am a work. So you can take it all kind of way. <laughs> so, I am work for treasure. treasure yes. Yes. Yeah, so, um, but it's my maiden name uh, was Clap. So, um, okay. so it's, I mean, I think, I think I've, I've, I've dealt with a lot of awkward last names sure. in my life. So okay. I think work is definitely moving up in, in, in yeah. the right direction. No, that's good. Yeah. I, do, do, I think it's good. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, in the name of Alliance Party Compromise, I have a game that I'm going to play with you. Oh, snap. Uh, I love games. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, uh, the game, we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to do that after the break. And, uh, uh, real quick before we go to break though, I do have a hot take. And, uh, while, while we're recording this episode and it's not going to get released for about a week, um, I, we do have to acknowledge the, the hurricane going on in oh, uh, yes. Yes. Hurricane Ian, Ian uh, which also very disappointing because Ian is my middle name, and now Ian is going to be one of the most costly hurricanes to ever hit the state of Florida. Right, right. Mm. So it's, I want to, I want to kind of, um, I want to take a quick detour on this. So it is, it is. Uh, there's a New York Times article out there that says that there are specific states that are that are named, but there are at least twelve other. Republican state treasurers that aren't named but may be doing similar actions. Okay. Where basically they are uh, blackballing entities that are trying to be economically or um, environmentally friendly mm-hmm. and um, basically prohibiting them from any state contracts. Okay. And which re- removes competition and basically increases the price of borrowing for the state. Uh, so, but the other thing that it does is it's, you know, if you are going to basically blackball someone for not for, for, you know, for being economically friendly, and then you have the cost of storms like Ian or the, the cost of wildfires, like those costs of lost production, just, you know, in, um, infrastructure destruction. Sure. Uh, those the cost of that is so much higher than than you know the cost of the being environmentally friendly. It's just the it doesn't make sense to me that if you could if you can promote a stance on environment on the environment that it would be the opposite of you know one that is friendly to the to a green movement because sure. yeah. because it just doesn't make sense when you have the you know the the cost of lost production infrastructure destruction you know life you know all that kind of stuff it just yeah. it doesn't make sense so if anyone if you could chance read the is a new york times article about how state treasurers are weaponizing their offices okay yeah i'll i'll, I'll link that in the notes yeah i'll link that in the notes. you can definitely see like the uh, solar panel guys like because a lot of like in my even in my neighborhood they like send out a group chat message to say hey it's a guy going door to door trying to sell solar panels oh yeah and they're like you know they're making them seem like they're doing bad things but a good thing that's technically if everybody has solar panels in the whole neighborhood it's you can have enough good. power to give it pay it send it back to the electric oh, yeah company. correct they'll pay you for yeah, it. yeah that's that's definitely a thing i'll i'll just say this uh shame on the weather channel because i've been watching their coverage all day and i feel like 
I need to buy that $300 set of pots and pans. <laughs> oh, like geez. I have seen that. I've seen the same commercial now, probably 40 Somebody times. Somebody paid for that. Man. For sure. For, for the be there. Like, but, you know, I, I feel like. In and the they state, knew you was going to do it. They was like, Bears, I, I love this one. I didn't buy it. Super steak. Yeah, you did. You, you thought about it. Brian. I did think about it. You I didn't buy it. it. It's so probably anyway. going to get sent to the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations for Christmas. You guys are getting $300 set of pots. Ooh. You have Whoa. to share them. <laughs> hey, I'm down with it. I'm and down with it. I was like, oh, you can spend a lot better on share. You have to cook the show. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and we'll play a little game right after this. All right, Nothingers. I want to cue you in about a friend of the pod, Blank Canvas Brand. If you own a business or restaurant and the time has come to build that unique brand, you have got to get a hold of Blank Canvas Brand. Blank Canvas Brand specializes in brand identity, including logos, business cards, flyers, and anything else to promote your business. And now, Blank Canvas Brand offers printing services to help with your clothing needs, including sports teams. I can tell you from our own experience, Blank Canvas Brand is responsible for our logo, as well as the Bowl of Duty Bowling Team logo, and we couldn't be happier with what's been produced. For more information, you can search Facebook for Blank Canvas, or you can email Blank Canvas at theallaboutnothing.com. That's B-L-N-K-C-A-N-V-S at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Hey, everyone. I want to take a quick moment to mention one of our new sponsors, thepaintedmoment.com. That's thepaintedmoment.com. Check this out. Have you ever taken a photo with your phone or digital camera that would look amazing as a watercolor canvas painting? Well, now there's a website ready to take your photo and turn it into digital painted moments. This is how it works. Visit thepaintedmoment.com, follow the instructions, and your digital photo will be enhanced and returned to you with links on where you can have an image printed to canvas or whatever else you'd like to do with it. We've already got a couple of these enhanced photos hanging around the house, and trust me, you'll love what comes out. Thepaintedmoment.com. Create a painted moment in time from your digital photos. Thepaintedmoment.com. Seriously, check them out today. Thepaintedmoment.com. We have to thank our sponsor, GOT Sound Studio, and its owner and operator, Dominique Stewart, better known as Neek the Geek. GOT Sound Studios offers a variety of recording experiences from music, voice, and instrumental recordings and production, as well as podcasts. GOT Sound Studio is located in Columbia, South Carolina, and operated by the most talented producer and engineer in the business. GOT Sound Studio is a black-owned business. Bring your recording business needs here. You can find details on their Facebook page or by calling 803-243-2302 or emailing gotsounds at theallaboutnothing.com. That's gotsounds at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. I am the Diligent Dabber from The Dad Who Dabs. Hey, it's John Kosas, Broadcast and Media Relations Manager for the Columbia Fireflies. This is Judd Larkins, and I am the Democratic nominee for the 2nd Congressional District. This is your boy, Michael Caduce. This is Taylor King from your mama's new boyfriend band. What's up? Y'all know Coast. Yo, it's your boy, Jefferson Cash, coming live to you from Los Angeles, California. This is Neat the Geek. This is Lorian from Richmond, California. This is Justin Osborne from Susto. And, and you're listening, listening to, to All About, About Nothing Podcast. Podcast. Smoke them if you got them. Let's get it. All right, welcome back to the show, the All About Nothing podcast. Zach King, Trent Clark, Bear Gruber. We are joined, of course, by Sarah Work, who is uh, the Alliance Alliance nominee. Alliance. Yeah, Alliance nominee for the South Carolina Treasurer Office. So, yes. uh, welcome, Sarah. We we are excited to have you here. Uh, so, I did uh, I did want to uh, play a little game with you. 
Uh, and I'm terrible at names. I've already warned you. Yeah, so. I, 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 you guys help her out on this. If, if there's, you know, like you can, you can, you can tell her like how extreme somebody is if she doesn't or recognize just give who some the backgrounds. Yeah. Like, we'll just what's make some faces. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, so that, that's what we'll do. Um, all right. So I'm just trying to find my music because I, I don't see it on. Oh, there it is. There it is. I found it. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. play. Uh, it's a little jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to to start this out. Basically, what we're going to play is the compromise game because the Alliance Party is the party of compromise that uh, they will they will work with both aisles or both sides of the aisle to uh, to to come up with legislation that works for everyone. Right. So, in the spirit of compromise, I want you to give me on a scale from one to ten uh, how likely you would be able to find compromise with some individuals. Okay, so one is like not likely, ten is most likely. Right. Okay. Right. So. We'll start out with an easy one. Okay. You know who Joe Biden is. I do. On a scale from one to ten, knowing who he is, uh-huh. how, how how likely are you to, to be able to find compromise with Joe Biden? Um, I mean, I think that there's some issues that he's definitely a little... I mean, I think, that actually, I think the Republican Party that is in office right now, like the the senators that are running this the right side of the aisle right now are working really well. With. Yeah. And so I, I think that because it's and it's not just Joe Biden that you'd have to find compromise with. It's really like everybody in Washington, right? Right. So yeah. what if you had to find lunch with Joe Biden? Would you lunch? be able to compromise? I think we, I think we let's we, we can. I yeah, I can find. I I can really eat anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, man. We're going down here to my buddy Skippy's. <laughs> Skippy's. So on a scale from one to ten, you think? Ten. I, I mean, I a think ten. ten yes. Yeah. Uh, now in okay, so in respect to being able to eat lunch, okay. Uh, how likely would you be able to find compromise with the type of food that Donald Trump would probably want for lunch? Um, I mean, he did celebrate uh, Cinco de Mayo with a with a with a like taco salad. A taco salad. <laughs> it was and apparently the greatest taco, taco salad, salad ever ever, ever was, made. It was, it and was, he also celebrated a national championship for Clemson right. with all the fast food that right. was around. With McDonald's, <laughs> with McDonald's, the one that Arby's all of them, this. bro. Right. right. So I, I mean, uh, to get lunch, I think I could definitely work with that. I'll, I'll okay. do ten. All I'll right. do ten. Oh, All right, that's perfect. Uh, assuming that Mitch McConnell is a turtle, uh, turtle and probably turtle. only eating lettuce. Am I not turtle enough for the turtle club? <laughs> Cabbage. His, his wife. I mean, his wife is Asian, right? Yeah. So right. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got to have some taste buds. I, so. I like Thai food. Although yeah. I, I, I question that. Do you think that that Mitch McConnell stray like strays outside of just rice? Uh, uh, I think someone cooks something. from him. Yeah, cooks for him. Fair enough. I He's think, like, make the cabbage soft. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, we're going. We've got. We've got like, you know, taco salad to Chinese. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Okay. I, I, like I said, I can do ten. I'll do ten. Mitch McConnell with lunch. All right. The uh, conversation would be a two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a negative two. I'm from Kentucky. I hear you guys have an arc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Hurricane Ian. Oh, I probably negative. Like, yeah, I can't, we could not do. You're going negative. Yeah. Yeah. He's eating Florida. Well, for I lunch. mean, have you seen? They have said that the even the the guys flying into the storm. Oh yeah. They have they have said it is the worst storm that they've ever flown into. Even the eye of the hurricane is is so turbulent yeah. that they can't even like they 
they said that one one airplane they sent in dropped a thousand feet. Wow! Like it, it's like yeah. they, they're like it's the they're like they're, I'm they were so happy they only had to do it once. Yeah, I'd be like, gotta get out. Yeah, they were like, we're we get, we're getting out of here. So it's been it's it's terrible. Crazy, Could you imagine being on that airplane? No, wasn't, I couldn't. Wasn't <laughs> Katrina the first Cat Four ever? No, 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 no. There was a. It set a record. Didn't Hugo, it? Well, I mean, right? for cost, yeah, the the cost the and death, and and well, I, I don't know. I thought it set death. a record for the size of the hurricane when it when it. Uh, maybe size, but I don't think it was ever. I don't think it was the strongest hurricane. It may have been. I mean, it, I mean, this went on. Ian almost hit a five. Like it was, it was within two miles an hour of hitting a five. Last it, hit night. Some, it hit some kind of record before, it, like before it necessarily hit New Orleans. It. it, it Andrew was a five when it hit when it when it came on in Florida. Oh. Uh, but uh, no, the, Florida's uh, ready. They were making Publix was making cakes and stuff. Saying, they're not like, ready. Nobody's leaving. Eat. I saw. That's what I'm telling you. I saw a TikTok of the they're Waffle House workers in uh, in in Fort Myer. Like, you know, the Waffle That's, House isn't closed. That is always. It's been said so many times. If Waffle House is closed, you you're, it's too late. Yeah, yeah. no, right. it's when Jim Cantori shows up. When Jim Cantori <laughs> shows up and he's walking down the street with a microphone, it's time to leave. No, well, but no, FEMA does have a Waffle House indicator. Yeah, as to determine yeah. what the what the impact yeah. of the of the storm is. If Waffle, yeah. if Waffle House is closed, it's too late. Yeah, Just, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah, you're, no, <laughs> no, no you, it's you, too late. You, you, you should have left. <laughs> it's over. Uh, Ted Cruz. You, you know who Ted Cruz is, I, I do. Assume. I do know who Ted Cruz is. So, no, I, I, now, you know what? Vacations. Now I just want to scale from one to ten. Do you think you would enjoy a meal with Ted Cruz? <laughs> oh, enjoy a meal with Ted Cruz? Um, I, you know there's that song um, that it's about something about who made you the king of anything? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, That yeah. song Here's is, your crown king nothing? Yeah, yeah. well, it's it's like staring outside, like who made you the king of anything? I was like, you have your opinion. I'm entitled to mine, too. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, this conversation is really not going anywhere. Um, that's that's how I feel that that conversation would go. Yeah. Um, but if he went up to go to the bathroom, you'd let the server take his plate early <laughs> when he wasn't well, done I with mean, it. I mean, think, I think, so I'm, I always try to find common ground with people because, yeah. I mean, I have clients that are, you know, of an opposing of view than I am. Sure. And, and I think as, as long as you can find common ground, you can still, you can still see each other as human. Yeah. So, and I think that's the most important part of being an Alliance Party candidate is knowing that we are, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all have our opinions. Um, but in order to, in order to be that party of compromise, you need to be able to find where, where you relate to others. Yeah. So I love your answers and it's very fitting for, for the Alliance Party. And I love it. I do. Oh, thank you. If I went and sat down with Ted Cruz, he would rate it lower than I would rate having dinner with him, <laughs> having dinner with me. He, I'd be like, it was like a four. He's like a negative two. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the guy was talking about. I just kept doing different voices. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, can, I would try to mimic. I can him always. I, I mean, I can always come back to kids. Like, every, oh, of course, you know, those who have children. Like, oh, yeah, how are those teenage years going? Well, oh, yeah. let me tell you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He's like, we've been to Cancun ten times. Oh, yeah. Well, you know that meal's going to be tropical if it's Ted Cruz. He loves vacations. You know what I mean? So. I like some pineapple <laughs> on pizza. Absolutely. I figured. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Now you had a problem with boiled peanuts, but you doing pineapple with pizza, man? Oh, <laughs> sir, it is delicious. Oh yes. my god. It's really good. It's uh, very, very good. Last, I, like I said, I can eat salty. anything. Last, uh, last two. Okay. Uh, Ronald McDonald and I'll warn you. I have heard allegedly that Ronald Ronald McDonald is hard right, like extreme. <laughs> are we talking about the actual clown, or are we talking about Ronald? Yeah, the clown. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very I think that's slander. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I mean, as as fictional characters go, I I like fictional characters. All right, all so right. I, it's, 
solid eight on that one. Very scared of clowns. That's here's, why. Oh, here's, a, here's, here's, here's a fact that, that I don't know everyone knew. Do you know what Grimace, the giant purple thing, is? Yes. It's a, a taste bud. Yeah, he's a, oh. he's oh, a I, giant I, taste bud. Oh, interesting. I really, I mean, the fry I guys, they that. really yeah. do. That's so that. funny. I, I just, I think that's inappropriate. Like, it, it's that's a pretty, taste bud. That's actually pretty it, funny. It feels kind of. <laughs> Last one. Okay. The Burger King. The Burger King. Who's very progressive because if you oh, if you've King. ever been to Burger King, Man, they are, that'd be so rad to hang out with the Burger King. Burger King, and Burger King is never very, smiling. Burger nope. King is extremely liberal when it comes to how they pass their DHEC their, their testing. Oh, like yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> everything tastes. I'm going to go with an eight on that too, just because fictional characters you can never you can never yeah. project what they're going to do. So that's fair. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for participating thank in that. You. You're <laughs> welcome. Good. Uh, so uh, one uh, one of the things I do want to continue discussing as far as the campaign and. Uh, and we talked about it a little bit off the air was uh, how in the Alliance Party, it isn't necessarily that uh, because I, I mentioned that uh, the Democratic Party here in South Carolina is doing a lot of handholding They're They're helping each other out as candidates, mm-hmm. not having a lot of Alliance candidates in South Carolina. Right. How that works generally it, it, it's the um it's interesting i think that they've picked up our playbook a little bit oh. um because we actually as a national alliance party we've had an uh for the the presidential election we did have a candidate nationally uh that you know several parties basically came behind and coalesced coalition built behind um rocky de la fuente and mm-hmm. he, he ran for he was he was our south carolina uh presidential candidate not uh nominee here in the state and uh, we actually hold national uh, candidate meetings monthly and kind of problem shoot like issues that people are having, kind of trying to work together uh, to get signs so that we can, you know, kind of condense for uh, shipping and such. So it's one of those things that I, I'm, I'm glad that the, that the Democrats are doing that. Um, I'm hoping eventually the Republicans will do that too, maybe um, and help just help people understand the importance of, you know, what it takes to run for office. Sure. Um, because, you know, that's one of the things we were talking about. I was actually on another podcast about uh, the duopoly and what it t- what, what will it take to end the duopoly. And I'm like, well, you know, you have to let people know that there's there's more than Coke and Pepsi out there. Sure. You know, there's root beer. RC Cola. Yeah, the, or, you know, Mellow Yellow, Mountain Dew, you know, all those things. So it's, and it's not necessarily, sure, you have the fallback, you know, of the, of, you know, the two top brands as they were in politics, but you don't, that's not always the flavor that you need in a specific office. And again, that's part of my candidacy is to let people know that I have the qualifications for the position. I understand financial statements. I understand people and I want to do what's right for South Carolina, not, not you know some larger political party with an agenda sure that's and that's so important you're there to do the job mm-hmm. right. not push an agenda right that's that's what it should be right that's what every both sides what, should come with absolutely right. it yeah should, it should be about the job not your political leaning like i'm here to make everything better i'm here to profit for the state of south carolina i'm here to profit for the people of south carolina well not- i mean it's it's important for me as even as a mother to know that the state that my children will grow up in probably go to school in or well they are going to school they're in public education up in lake wiley they you know they are they are constituents of the state and when they become adults i want to make sure that the state's ready for it yeah sure. so yeah. um because you know with with climate change and i i know it's i mean i keep coming back to it because i like it but um it's one of those things that is important you know it's 
the cost the cost of climate change is if we could just tweak what we're doing as individuals we could make such a big impact on the future for our children and for our children's children and i and i and i encourage everyone just to look at your habits and kind of reflect on what you could change even if it's in just a small thing um, to make to make the planet better for the future it'd be awesome i think things like electric cars should be you know i think that's a big industry anything brand new is going to be start out with the rich having it first because they're not affordable right i mean they're reasonable they're i mean volkswagen is coming out with a vehicle that you can i mean it's it's not it's not cheap honestly but now the with the the new legislation that's just come out you can actually get tax credits for used vehicles, of course, even the used vehicles are still beyond the credit availability, but it's the government is encouraging people to go that way. There's actually yesterday legislation um, passed in the federal government that is now going to provide funding for charging stations mm-hmm. across all 50 states. So uh, it's just one of those things that I'm really excited to see You know, our infrastructure changing to to be available for those people, for people who can make those choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way it, it in turn eventually will, you know, will hopefully be a trickle down event. But if you, if you think about it, you know, electric vehicles don't have an engine, so you don't have to worry about oil changes. Right. Yeah. So the low, maintenance low is maintenance, lower. Yeah. So the maintenance is lower. So, you know, you don't have to worry about gas, obviously. So it's just, it's just a, even if, even if the price of the car is an extra hundred dollars, you know, for your monthly payments, just think about how much you're saving in gas money and how much you're saving in oil changes that could offset the price of that vehicle. Yeah. But where they get you is I used to have a 2004 Toyota Prius. Mm-hmm. And when I went to pay my taxes, I had a $60 extra charge because I didn't use as right. much gas. Tesla owners pay $120. Right. And that's actually part of it. So, um, one of the, in, one of, you know, we're brainstorming ideas is like, well, you're going to be the state treasurer what do you have to say about taxes? And I was like, well, electric vehicles are coming. Do we have any kind of legislation to help offset the cost of the loss in fuel taxes that mm-hmm. we were, were gaining? So, you know, yeah. either, either uh, a per site, you know, like surcharge on, you know, on use or, you know, we have to start brainstorming ideas on how we can offset those, those, those taxes that we're not, we're not getting from, from the um from the I was just kicking rocks because mine was like had almost 300,000 miles and I'm like I'm not saving that much gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I this I'm I'm going to call out Toyota here cuz I mean you said it was like a 2007 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Older. So their technology hasn't changed. They're still producing yeah. hybrids. Right. So it's like come on guys, we I mean let's go elect you know you yeah. should you were at the forefront with the Prius. Mm-hmm. Why did you stop cha- like why did you stop you know, being evolutionary. It's because they figured out that. Well, they we they made money selling that gas. technology too. Still needed one to use gas. Probably. Who That's knows? what they wanted. It. Well, the and then Elon came out, and then everything just well. The most kept going quote unquote affordable electric vehicle that I've seen come out so far that is like actually utilitarian is the new Ford F one fifty Lightning. That starting oh, base that price, running? yeah, at thirty three. Oh snap! See, that's that's extremely affordable. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I the, mean, for what it is, yeah. I think the Volkswagen has uh, ID4 after the tax credit is, is about 40, yeah. 40, 
40,000? And that's, well, that, you can't get it's a, got, that's got like a 250, 300 mile yeah. range on it too. But you yeah. can't get a used Tesla, five no. years used Tesla for less than like 45 or something. Right. right well, right. Uh, or, or you could go the route that I've gone, which is electric an electric bike. motorcycle oh, that uh, has this one's got some giddy up on them. Yeah. Well, the, for 30 miles? For 80. 80, okay. 80 miles. But it, it would, it's, Here's the thing. It's all <laughs> hypothetical because I haven't had, I haven't, it's not been delivered yet. Oh, right. I'm he doesn't even know if he got to you. <laughs> no, no. He I went paid. from the three wheeled car. I have, I have paid this. for the bike. Yeah. The three wheel car, but I've paid for, I've paid for the motorcycle as well as the shipping. So oh. I'm just I'm waiting for, just delivery. Wait for delivery. Fingers crossed. I, I, fingers crossed. I can, I can ride it in the winter. Uh, and it, it, but I've, I've read that apparently there is fear that the, the, the battery drain on the, with the electric motor in the winter is, is going to bring it down. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, I, yeah, you I would hate to be stuck on the interstate with that. I right? appreciate the fact that there is technology that clearly we are advancing. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're getting better and better at it. And, 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 you know, Tesla and Ford Chevrolet's got electric models that are coming out. Nissan's got electric models. Like everyone there's, is moving towards that. There's actually um, the IRS website. There is a list of electronic vehicle electric vehicles that are available for the the old tax credit and the new tax credit. Oh, okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. See, that's check that out. that's yeah, absolutely. I keep telling Gabrielle, I was like, if, if I get a little bit of money, I'm getting a Tesla. <laughs> Finally, rode in two two of them, and I was like, this is so cool. Well, we were, um, yeah. The Teslas are really cool, but um, it's um, I was I was commiserating with um, my best friend's husband, and he's like, it, it's basically a Dodge Neon. Well, you know, you're not. He's not right. <laughs> this is a Dodge Neon. Like we're talking but about the quality of the build, oh, yeah. right? No, just like the like the air, like the, the look of it. it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, the interior is completely. Oh, the interior is nothing like a Dodge Neon, but it's it the the like the white. You know, is like it was like the car of my high, my freshman sure. year of college. Sure, it's not, sure. the, it's not the most attractive looking no. car in the world. No, no. it's not. Well, Elon <laughs> said about twenty twenty five. It is it's better. All the cars should be twenty twenty five thousand. Yeah. That's what he said. Well, and that's that's terrific. And I really hope that, that that's what comes about. But yeah. I also want to see He also a, wants to shoot his rockets. So. I want to see I want to see more market availability. I want to see I want to see a lot more producers. Rivian. Rivian's got a fantastic truck. Yeah, and, like uh, a ninety thousand dollar truck. B- b- but it's fantastic. Yeah, like, it's fantastic. It, it better be fantastic. Uh, 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 what is it? Amazon's gonna be replacing a number of their uh, their fleet vehicles with the with the Rivians. So. Pay your workers. I don't care about the fleet vehicles yet. Pay your workers. And <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I work for Amazon. Is, They're that awful. Is, that oh, they pay a lot fair. more now than when we too. was working at. But yeah, they. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a lot. Well, more. I mean, they. I mean, they have. They have issues. I mean, people are starting to talk union. So yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's pro union. Yeah. I mean it. No. I mean it's really it really depends on what what's going down you know if it if it if it makes sense then yeah if not if it, it just doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't so, so so like if i say teachers unions good idea um i mean for locker employees i think i feel like it's unnecessary <laughs> You're going to be there. You're going to be there for four months. Let's what? be honest. Uh-huh. employees? Come on, man. Some people spend their whole life at Foot Locker. That's a very I know, singleized I group. Brothers Union. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying retail and easy, man. I think, I mean, I think unions serve a purpose in the space that they are, that they're depending, again, depending upon the job. Like if it's, if you have individuals who are out, and just don't understand what it is to negotiate yeah. a, a contract. Absolutely, you know if you have if you have employees that are in situations that they don't realize are harmful. Uh, yes, then I think it's necessary because yeah. somebody else can 
can be like, yo, that's that you should not be doing that. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you guys have a great example working at Ellet Brothers where well, we sold we we shipped ammunition and guns and stuff. And every once in a while, someone would run what we called pack mules were basically just like little electric carts that you would drive around and get heavy stuff with. Right. You would run over like a bullet and it would go off. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. You would just hear a crack and uh, then you'd be like, oh, <laughs> no. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually 22s. Those are the ones that would do it. It's not that, well, that the may ones not that be a bad situation. No, that's the worst uh, ones because if they. No, no, I'm they, just saying they travel that. travel to your heart. That's a situation. <laughs> that's a situation where maybe someone should have been some sort of a, a leader to say hey this is a really dangerous situation if you don't tell anybody that bullet went off you get an extra 15 minute break uh, <laughs> what no. I, mm. yeah that cigarette. would definitely be a situation <laughs> go outside smoke a cigarette get over it that's, a, that's a, i mean i wonder if that would be an osha reportable oh 100 percent how does osha function in chapin I don't think they do. Elder Brothers has shut down and no longer a warehouse. Oh, yeah, that's okay. true. That is okay. true. Well, it wasn't because of that because they were spending their money wrong. Yeah, that Wait, was fat yeah. cats getting fatter stuff. So you're doing you're you're campaigning. You're yes. how is how is the how is the door knocking going? So it's really hard to door knock um, on a for a state race. Yeah. So I'm I'm basically going to events and just trying to make sure people understand that there is an option out there that is not your typical run of the mill brand uh pol- you know political brand so again i'm just trying to be the the voice of reason really in the room sure um because i it's just not there's it's many people do not run for office that should run for office because 70 percent of incumbents run yeah unopposed yeah so it's one of those things that everyone asks me you know what would you consider success in running for office it's like if i can get one more person to run for office that is not your typical run-of-the-mill, like, Kool-Aid drinking politician, I will find success. So it's one of those things where, and it's it's not a democracy if if citizens aren't involved. Right. A lot of people won't even vote because they feel like they don't have a choice. Right. So my my call to action is, if you don't see the choice you want on the ballot, be the choice you want on the ballot. Sure. Be the person that comes that comes to the table and says, I'm willing to put myself out there. It is uncomfortable as hell. Yeah. But it is worth it because, because we deserve better as constituents. We deserve better choices, better options. And really to put yourself out there is is the most humbling the most humbling experience ever. People are like, thank you for running for office. You know, this is important. And I'm so glad that you stepped up because if you didn't, there would not be another option. No. And I, I honestly, I can say that I can say I am appreciative of the fact that you're running for office. Because same as, same as everyone else we've interviewed, because I don't, I don't think that it's, I, I, I think that it's not a very easy decision. We've, I mean, we've, we've interviewed from uh, Sidney Clinton, who has just turned 21 years old. Uh, Ryan Thompson, who is who is only 22 years old, you know, the, the, it's the the it's not an easy decision to make. And then you also have to have the support of the people around you. But like, uh, you know, I know I know all the candidates that are running that I, I can vote for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can honestly say that of the constituent of I'm sorry, of the uh, of those that are uh, already in office, I'm all I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we don't have better candidates 
or we haven't had better options. This has been this has been an outstanding year. I would okay. Let me take that back. I am I am appreciative of in my district the candidates that are running because there are options. But 2020, there weren't. I mean, R.J. May, who got elected in my district, got a, you know he only needed one vote to make office, and and he you know he got. I don't know Crazy. a lot, no. unfortunately, but, uh, but like there just, there needs to be more people running. And I've told them that if, if my district needs a candidate to run against an incumbent, then I'm going to run and I will use whatever platform I have to be able Didn't to do it. On that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to try and talk these guys into running for offices. Cause do you know who your candidates are? Yeah. Judd. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean like for state house. No. Yeah. We haven't had him on here yet, Barry. Yeah. Well, I'm, so we're getting we're getting late in the campaign for, I know. <laughs> but uh, it I, it's it ultimately I think that it's important and and it's not just because I think that my ideas are better than somebody else's, but it, I don't know that my ideas are being you know presented. I don't know that someone's arguing on behalf of uh, my stances or my neighbors uh, as a representative at the state house. And the state house is the state the the state level is extremely important as well as your local uh, when it comes to like the uh, education and, and when it comes to the, uh, the, the departments uh, like all of, all of the offices that are available uh, regardless of, of where you fall politically, mm-hmm. you know, the, these are, these are all very important offices that have to have to have people running for them so that somebody just doesn't walk into them freely. Right. And I mean, it's, it is, it is what democracy demands. You know, you have to have, you know, competition in order to, to have success in this experiment. And, um, you know, it's one of those, I'm going to put out a plug for ranked choice voting. Yeah. Um, So if you, if you don't already know what it is, I encourage you to look it up. It's how my family, um, my family votes on movies, on books we listen to in the car, um, is because there's six of us, there's six different opinions. No, that's terrific. And, um, in order for, and it's, it's usually no one's ever like got their wish. <laughs> and, um, but it is always, it's always a wonderful consensus in the end. It makes things civil. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting cause then, um, like the older, the older girls try to influence the younger girls. <laughs> um, but the, but they, they, they're all like, they're, that's they all good. have their, their opinion initially they already know what their first choice is. Right. So, but the, those second and third choices are, you know, malleable. So it's one of those things where, uh, even if you don't know what it is, I encourage you to look it up, rank choice voting and, and educate your children about it because I guarantee it's probably going to be the way they vote eventually. Uh, if this is what I was talking about, Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this is, that's how, that's how Sarah Palin did not get to go to Congress right. is that rank because she did not win to the Democrat, like in, in the ranked choice voting, well, she didn't come up second. She well, didn't come high it's, enough. It's interesting that the, you know, the, the person that she, there's, cause it was a three way race. The yep. person that was initially, you know, people had voted for the, basically the more middle of the road, um, right side right. person, but they did not put in a second choice. Right. They just put in that first choice and and that's how she lost because yep. she didn't she the what ranked choice voting does is it makes it makes elections nicer because yeah. you want people to put you in for number two. Yep. Because if number if their number one doesn't go all the way, you wanna you if you get their number two, then you get you get that 
that maybe that push over the finish line. Mm-hmm. So it, it's one of those things where it makes politics nicer. And I, you know, the mudslinging uh, is not as aggressive in situations where there's ranked choice voting. So pretend like uh, you have not already persuaded us. Oh. Give us the hard sell. On what ranked choice voting? No, no, on oh. on, on, on voting oh, on, on voting for Sarah Ward. Oh, voting for Sarah Ward for for secretary uh, for I mean, treasury for for uh, got it for treasurer. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm running for state treasurer because I believe in the future. I'm I'm big into gardens, and they say that gardeners believe in the future because they're planting seeds that will eventually bear fruit. I think that as state treasurer, we need to start thinking forward. And, and if not for us, for our children. Uh, so I am willing to work with whomever is in office in order to make sure that the treasurer's office is run ethically, transparently, and with the best business practices of today and to be ready for, to be ready for the future of tomorrow and, and further for my children and yours. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. Love it. No, that was great. Thank I, you. No, and, and, and Sarah, we really appreciate you being on the show with yeah, us. Yeah, just a pl- quick plug. Work for, work for SC.org. So it's W-O-R-K-F-O-R-S-C.org. Please donate. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're trying to get some, um, you know, the banners on newspapers and stuff in the state um, just to kind of push the, push it out there that there is more than one choice for state treasurer. And the crazy thing is, is that I've run into CPAs um, in different conferences and stuff. And they're like, yeah, I usually don't pay attention to anybody down ballot after like president governor. And I'm like, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. Especially so, in a, in a midterm election. This yeah, is yeah. all you have right. basically is, is, yeah. is the, I mean, I know we have governor, but the, ex- the, the executive branch yeah. is basically. How much does a treasurer get paid? 90,000, uh, the state treasurer. So that's good. <laughs> is it? It's a full time job. Yeah. It is a full time job. This is I would, a, I would have to I would have to basically go on not you for know, somebody that's not an accountant. Yeah, yeah, well I mean it is I mean I've I'm used to working seventy hours through tax season. Oh so my goodness. This yeah. is this is not um, and I have four children and yeah. and a husband who, who you know understood he is basically a tax season widower. Um, so um, but he understands he understands how important it is for me to from for me to you know, make sure my clients are taken care of and my clients Absolutely. understand that and appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, it's one of those things that I, you know, I really, I really encourage you all to consider me and, um, Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Nick the Geek, engineer and producer, owner and operator of GOT Sound Studio. Check out details on how you can utilize his talent and production expertise at GOTSoundStudio.com. Thanks to Muff the Producer. Follow him on Instagram at Muff the Producer. Thanks to Shiana Rivers for the intro and outro. Follow her podcast, Who You Call in Holistic, available on most of your podcast listening platforms. Thanks to Trent Clark, a.k.a. DJ Lonzo, currently serving as the house DJ at the main course in Columbia, South Carolina. Make sure to go by and have a good time. You can contact Trent for all your entertainment needs. Trent at the All About Nothing and on Instagram at the real DJ Lonzo on Twitter at DJ Lonzo top five. You can also phone him 803-262-7982. If you enjoy the show, consider becoming a patron by visiting our website and clicking at the link at the top of the browser that will take you to our Patreon page. You can find details on how you become a supporter or you can check out benefits there and just consider a donation so that we can continue to bring you this nonsense. We enjoy doing it. We enjoy you enjoying it. As always, you can follow us on Facebook. Just search for All About Nothing US on Twitter and Instagram at AAN underscore pod or you can find links to all of our social media and available 
Apple Podcast platforms by visiting theallaboutnothing.com. If you'd like to be heard on the show, you may call and leave us a message, 803-672-0533. If the time between these episodes is too far apart, you can fill that time by checking out some of our partner podcasts. Zach and I host What the Pod Was That with Carrie Simmons. Visit whatthepodwasat.com for links and details. Carrie and Chrissy host Status Macabre. You can find details at statusmacabre.com. Amoeba Land takes a deep dive down the rabbit hole in episodes of Welcome to Wonderland available on all of your podcast listening platforms. As well, you should check out our own DJ Lonzo's Top 5, hosted by Trent Clark, available on most of your podcast listening platforms. Well, Sarah, thank you very much for being on the show oh, with us. We, we had a really good time, and, oh, and, and thanks for playing along. Yeah, it, was no. a, it was a cheesy game that I came up with this afternoon that I, I thought was... I call him Mr. Cheese. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm gonna. So next time I come on, I'm going to share with y'all my um, my children's book that I... Yes, yeah, please. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's not shade. That is, that is legitimate. It. Yeah, I've got... It's, I haven't... I haven't done the illustrations yet. It's on my. It's on my uh, my bucket list. So that's very cool. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's hilarious. My kids love the book, and they it's it's gets a good giggle. I awesome. I, I I know an illustrationist if if you if you're looking for one. Well, see, it's because it's a again, it's a it's an environmentally kind of conscious book. Sure. So it's one of those things I was thinking about doing the illustrations, just using like junk around my house. So yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> just taking pictures of like what what I you know envision this kind of scene looking like so no that's 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 terrific that's yeah. that's really that. good that'll be awesome <laughs> yes uh, real quick before we get out of here, again, reminder, if you have not checked your voter registration, please make sure to do that. You can do that at our webpage. Just go to theallaboutnothing.com. There's We're a, there's close a, to the deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, uh, it is, uh, again, I mention this every single time. There are a lot of places, uh, precincts that need voters to work the polls. And uh, if you if you haven't already, please uh, just Google your zip code and your county election office, and it'll give you the information you need to. Uh, we need, and this is across the country. There are there are so many precincts that are likely going to get combined with other precincts, and it's going to make things extremely complicated uh, when it comes to uh, voting this year, uh, because ultimately. It's going to raise the number of people at the polling places, and it's it's just going to make it more difficult. So, uh, please, uh, if you have any questions, you can email the show uh, the show at theallaboutnothing.com, and I will get you information so that you can uh, you can look that up. Um, so, thank you very much, Sarah, for being on thank the you show. For having thank me, you. it was a pleasure, guys. Sarah. Zach, thank you. Trent, thanks for being here this week. Very much appreciated. Uh, I guess until we all talk next time, <laughs> until we all talk next time, everybody stay safe and have a week. This is the All About Nothing podcast is recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. The All About Nothing podcast is produced and engineered by Neek the Geek, owner and operator of GOT Sound Studio. To support the show, please visit theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media, merchandise, and more. Become a patron of the show by following the Patreon link at the top of our page. The All About Nothing podcast is an entertainment product of Barrett Gruber. Special thanks to Zach King, Trent Clark, Muff the Producer, Neek the Geek, and you, our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like button and the notification bell. Thank you for listening. The All About Nothing podcast is a part of the GOT Podcast Network and a product of Barrett Gruber Entertainment and Media. Hello out there in podcast world. I am the dad who dabs. My name is The Diligent Dabber. I am a cannabis enthusiast, patient, product reviewer, and I also make educational videos on YouTube. I have always promoted individual empowerment when it comes to people's experiences with cannabis. My show is a mixture of cannabis news, dad life, industry insider knowledge, and of course, dabs. 
Join me as I traverse the intricacies of life, the universe, and everything on The Dad Who Dabs. Find it on Spotify with a bonus video version available on YouTube.